Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Welcome back to the show. I'm once again joined by Anthony. Hello. And we're going to talk about the new Paper Mario game they announced, Paper Mario The Origami King. Uh, this is kind of new territory for Nintendo, announcing a game two months before it's released. Well, I think they did the same thing with Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX a while ago. They announced it in January to release in March or something. I know, but this is like their cash cow IP, you know, Mario? Oh. Well, Paper Mario. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Like, between that and Mystery Dungeon and just... By the way, ARMS character in Smash Brothers. It's a, a year of just out-of-nowhere sudden information. Uh, I mean, you kind of had to expect it. But, like, classic gamers are, like, looking for some more old-school representation. Maybe Chrono. Waluigi. Uh... You're, you're not talking about Smash Brothers again, are you? You just brought up Smash Brothers. Because they... Uh, anna- I was going to say, they're not going to put Chrono in a Paper Mario game, or they're not going to... Oh, that'd be sick, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's the battle music. Oh, okay. Probably the weakest battle music in the game, if I have to be honest. Dude, it slaps, though. Like, that bass goes uh, crazy. Even the worst one is still, like... Well, how many people do they have working on that music? Like, that were the best in their field? Oh, uh... They usually, they know, they had Yasunori Mitsuda do most of the music for that game, and he overworked himself, so they needed a few extra people to cover him, including Nobuo Uematsu, who's known for Final Fantasy music, and none of this has to do with Paper Mario. So anyway... Hold up, that was really impressive. You just pulled that out of your head. He has no reference, ladies and gentlemen. He just kind of, like, looked down, went to his zen... <laughs> like, just pulled out all those names. It was crazy. But yeah, Paper Mario, the Origami King. Uh, <clears throat> do you watch Arlo on YouTube? Uh, every rare once in a while. I'm I, I kind of independent of him when it comes to my Paper Mario thoughts, though. I understand, but I think that he did like have one thought that was that I can really side with. It was cautiously optimistic. Yeah, that seems to be the the atmosphere right now for fans of the games because I know. I don't think you really played any of the later ones after Super Paper Mario. I like, as of now, less than half of the whole... No, wait, no. I like Super Paper Mario. Yeah, this will be like the sixth Paper Mario to exist. I mean, I'm not a fan of the white outline aesthetic. That's fair. I've I've always... Well, okay, so let's see. Sticker Star came out in, like, 2012 or something, and Paper Mario fans are still upset about that game. It's been... We're approaching eight years now. Well, I mean, I still have never played it, just based on your thoughts on the game. Well, I've always been more lenient than most on that game. In fact, I've actually considered playing it again just to, like, because, like, the first time I was I was kind of lying to myself. I was kind of thinking, no, no, it's fine. But now it's like, uh, okay, I should I should kind of come back at it with fresh eyes. But I don't think it's worth complaining for eight years, though. But, oh, for sure. But then it got a little confusing because then Paper Mario Color Splash came out, which has a lot of Sticker Star's DNA on it. They made it a lot worse. Or... Oh, I'm sorry. They switched up the formula. 
Well, uh, actually, it's a lot more divisive than Sticker Star. Like, oh, Sticker I mean... Star is usually, like, reviled, but Color Splash has a lot of people who are willing to stick up for it, including me. Stick. Wait, Color Splash? Yeah, that was the Wii U one that came out in 2016. Wait, which one did you say was reviled? Sticker Star. Okay. I mean, I've heard so many awful, awful things about Color Splash, and the fact that both of those games were on... Like, okay, so Sticker Star was on a handheld console. I'm not really a handheld gamer. Uh, the Wii U, that was around the time I didn't live here, and I didn't really have access to play it, and, like, I just didn't really want to, you know? Mm. Sticker Star and Color Splash... Uh, I kind of compare them to Zelda's Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks, where the sequel addresses a lot of the common criticisms, but keeps the same controversial core gameplay. Oh, like with the Tower of the Ocean King? Kind of. Like, the Tower of Spirits, you don't have to go through the old parts as much, but you're still coming back to it. You still have to do all the touch controls, all that stuff. I never finished Spirit Tracks. But... It's funny, there are a lot of things that people complain about in the modern Paper Marios that I've compared to Breath of the Wild. Oh, really? Tell but me more. One of the things that people hate in the modern Paper Mario battle systems is that everything is a consumable resource. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me there. <laughs> even, really good point. Even the Master Sword, when you get down to it. I mean, if you want to put in the work and give Nintendo more of your money, <laughs> you can have an infinite Master Sword. Almost infinite. And nothing left to use it on. That's the atmosphere around the Paper Mario fan base. They're still upset about Sticker Star, which I get, because we both really liked Thousand Year Door. And... Oh, it's it still holds up. Yeah, and... Well, like, very well. Another thing is that we like Super Paper Mario, but a lot of people still don't. I thought it was pretty fun. It was funny. It's one of those games that's kind of... I don't really like playing it, but I like the game for a lot of other things about it. It took you pointing it out for me to notice how text-heavy it was. Yeah, which... I mean, and if they can hide that from how, however old I was at the time a kid that old, then I think they did a pretty good job. And the fact that I could comprehend it, man, that that's... Okay, I'm just stepping into bragging territory there. <laughs> anyway. I mean, you were old enough to understand things by then. Uh, let's take a hot look, shall we? Alright, this came out in 2007. Yeah. That was 13 years ago. Uh, I was like 11. Yeah, you should be able to read no, by wait, 11. No, I, I was 10. I was going to turn 11 that... Oh, I was turning 12 that year. Well, the point is, you, sh you should be able to read by then. Hmm, I struggled. I mean, by 15, I finished my first chapter book. <laughs> so, Paper Mario and the Origami King is seen as not exactly a return to form, not exactly a copy of the last two games, but closer to them than 2,000 Year Door, which I think is fine. If color two thousand year door, well, as in like T O, oh, uh, two thousand. 
Paper Mario and the 2,000-Year Door. That, that should be the name of the sequel. <laughs> but I think it's fine if it resembles Color Splash a bit more, because Color Splash had a lot of charm to it. It was a very good-looking game. It had a lot of charm in the writing. Like, one of my favorite lines in the game, kind of get into a bit of a spoiler for a four-year-old game, is that... When you beat Bowser at the end, after he was brainwashed, he's like, Huh? Mario, what are you doing here? Were we going to go kart racing today? <laughs> That's a good one. Well, yeah, like, the Paper Mario is considered its own separate IP from Adventure Mario, right? Uh, kind of. Because it's what Super Mario RPG turned into. Sort of. It, they didn't really get into the paper stuff until Thousand Year Door, and then... Oh, now that you just milk it for all it's worth. Yeah, now it's like, yep, we are full tilt paper, which, you know, I, I never had a problem with that. I think I can understand people saying they're going a little too far with it, but I really don't mind. It's living up to the paper name. Like, well, why would they call the first one paper? Like, it kind of invites the expectation that they're going to be doing paper stuff. Well, like, to, like, put it into context, it'd be weird if they called Super Mario 3D flesh mario (laughs) yeah that's not cool is it well i think the thing is they wanted to be able to have a charming art style without being held back by the polygonal early in 64 models they had at the time they were cute though i wasn't facing the mic they were cute though but yeah, they were kind of primitive for character models, so they just made flat sprites, and they wanted to be cute with it by calling it Paper Mario. They should have called it something else then, because then we wouldn't be going down the road of all the paper theming. And, I mean, it gave them something to hang on to. It gives them some new, like, ideas every so often. <laughs> this, isn't uh. an, this isn't an RPG anymore. Yep. It's a... It's a paper simulator because the last three games are all about different things related to paper. Even Super, if you really think about it, they just really went all in on the flatness aspect. Uh, They took away the 3D from every other character, which I think was a mistake. They should focus more on the story and the world rather than the things you can do in that world. And the fact that they're still forging ahead by calling the new one the Origami King... That doesn't bode well. I find it interesting that the game is titled after the antagonist because, well, first of all, that is that has total Lemmy's Land energy. Well, so is the third one. Super Paper Mario. Yeah. No, that 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 was full on Nintendo going. Uh. Uh. What what was that meme like? Super New Mario 3D Deluxe for the Wii U and Knuckle, (laughs) and they just keep. Nintendo doesn't have the best, like, naming formulas. I know, but what I'm trying to say is not only does it actually kind of sound like some of the bad fanfiction Paper Mario games that my old friends used to come up with, but also the fact that the title is focusing on the enemy and not just some artifact, well, not just some ability you have, like Color Splash, Sticker Star, those are, those don't really mean as, well, actually, no, I think the Sticker Star was a plot point, but... There wasn't much of a plot to begin with. But the point is, it seems like they're suggesting a bit more of a story emphasis. I just really hope that the Origami King itself is as well written as Count Black. Because mm. golly, that 
twist at the end. You know, I mean, you saw it coming with the interludes between chapters, but... I, I actually knew about it before I played the game, because... Well, yeah, because you poured over the strategy guide. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I had a friend who You was didn't ju- mean to? You always do that. <laughs> well, in that case, specifically, I had a friend. He was obsessed with the game, so I kind of learned all about it through osmosis by being his friend at the time. Makes sense. I'll give you that. Yeah, Count Black was a one-of-a-kind Mario villain. Some would say perhaps a bit too melodramatic for Mario. And I'm not going to expect that for King Ollie here, but... Ollie? Uh, yeah, that that's his name. Uh... Okay. I gotta give him props for the scale of his plan, at least. He's turned several of the kingdom residents, including Peach herself, into creepy origami versions of themselves. Because I stopped playing after Super, did they get rid of the 2D world levels? Well, it's it's kind of like in the first two games, where you're, you're a 2D character going on a... Yes, like you're just yeah, it's more like in a that. 3D space, but you're a 2D character. It's like you're walking... Yeah, but they also changed the aesthetics, so it's like you're walking around on a big arts and crafts project. Ugh! I think it's really inventive. I haven't played it. I can't really talk about it, and it bugs me. I mean, it feels the same as like playing around on the sets of the other games. It's like it it doesn't function that differently. But they did get away, get rid of the strictly linear. Yes, um, only Mario can be in three D. Yes, yes, they flesh Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they 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 fleshed out the worlds again with paper (laughs) craft. There actually is a level in color splash that's two-dimensional again but that's a that's a level that's explicitly referencing mario brothers 3 down to the aesthetic so oh sick i mean it's hard not to feel like you're missing out when you skip a mario game a little bit but past a certain point you're like it's a lost cost sunk cost fallacy you know like i've put all this effort into not playing it why should i do it now well there's not there's not a super strong continuity. But there were for the... Uh, not... There weren't for the last games. No, they've... Well, I... Sticker Star in particular, really... Like, they were kind of told by Miyamoto, which has ruined his reputation for some Mario fans. They were told to, like, just stick with the OGs. Don't, don't, don't give us a lot of OCs. <laughs> That's why there are a million Toads. Yeah, well... Yeah, yeah. They could have worked around it, though, which they... They could have at least, like, gave them different colors. Making them all red spot, blue vest. They... they Okay, they didn't fix it in Color Splash, but they took steps in the right direction. And they let you talk to minion-type beings a bit more often, like Sniffits and Goombas and whatnot. Sniffits? Haven't seen those in a while. There's like this really existential shy guy you run into in one of the color splash levels who's just pondering why he even does anything. And then later in the level in the next chapter, you beat up a random shy guy and, oh no, it was him! And he he calls back to your conversation and he's like, if anyone had to defeat me, I'm glad it was you. And then he just poofs into coins. Was that the one that tripped in the toy box? That would be so sad. (laughs) That would be. (laughs) It's really weird to think about what happens when these people die, because, like, if you go back to the old uh, handbooks, the fun fact to point out is that Bowser turned the residents of the Mushroom Kingdom into the Bricks. 
I think. And like every time you break the brick, whoops. <laughs> but hey, you got a coin, which like now that you tell me that the shy guy dying turns into coins, just further cements that Mario is an actual murderer. Well, okay there, Matt Pat, slow down. <laughs> so it looks like on the subject of Bowser and his minions and a shy guy, Bowser kind of has to reluctantly team up with Mario. Oh, and is this the 20th time? <laughs> They've been getting away from the team-ups lately. Uh, what was the last one they did? Probably Super Paper Mario. No, like the DS one with the babies and they team up the Superstar Saga. Well, but Bowser doesn't team up with... No, it was... Uh, Dream Team? Or Bowser's Inside Story? One of those. Bowser teams up with you. No. Like, you don't play with him, but, like, he's on your side. Okay, no, actually, it's... Bowser's Inside Story is kind of a weird situation where you're kind of tricking Bowser into doing what you want. He doesn't really know the Mario Brothers are in his belly until the very end. Another Mario series I skipped. Yeah, Bowser has been folded up into a wet floor sign, and he just kind of hops along, kind of like a party member. I don't know if he's... I thought he was being carried around. Or is it just that one scene? It was just that one scene. But it looks like you're kind of having to work together with some of the minions to kind of take the world back from the origami soldiers. That opening scene looks like an action movie. Not the one with uh, origami peach, but like when they're running out of the building and jump onto something. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like very surprisingly cinematic for Paper Mario. Like the camera was moving, you had these lens like, flares They everywhere. were into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all the budget went. Like, the whole rest of the game is just a rehash of the original Paper Mario. It's like, like low-res, like, 4 by 2 whatever. Like, they just paste over the existing text. It's, it's oh, no. It's actually just footage of Mario's unconscious paper body. <laughs> paper which, dead guy. Yeah, which is an inside joke that no one else gets. Yeah, that, that whole thing with Peach, though, that's actually kind of eerie how they just start the trailer with that and that kind of sets a weird tone for the game like why does it ask if it doesn't matter well they, they give you those choices all the time in paper like Mario's. if they're gonna fold you why three and through the floor unless there's like something down there that we don't know about that's supposed to fold you well i mean i think the idea is like there's either you're gonna join us or we're just gonna assimilate you pick pick which one well it said your your replies matter not because paper thin well, I think they were just kind of going for a cheeky paper thing. Right. Right. That was basically what I woke up to that day. I just woke up, checked YouTube, like, Paper Mario and the Origami King. I was like, whoa, what? And I just turned it up, and there's, like, weird, creepy peach. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I'm, I'm sure some child will turn this into a creepy pasta. Oh, for sure. Like, and... no doubt. I remember uh, I was at work on my break. And I was just scrolling through Reddit, and it says, Paper Mario the Origami King. I'm like, okay, what's this? See the trailer. Oh, there's that white outline. Game ruined. And all the partners, they just look like generic enemies. Like, give them something to stand out, you know? The only generic partner I saw was the bob -omb. And Bowser Jr. Bowser Jr.'s not generic. He's Bowser Jr. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's okay. a main character. Let's talk Mario Party for a second. Where's the line between Koopa Kid and Bowser Jr.? Like, the generic Koopa Kid. They look almost the same, but Bowser Jr. has a bandana. Uh, I, Sometimes a paintbrush. Bowser Jr. has kind of... Like, if you look over at that Bowser Jr. poster in the corner that I got for Super Smash Brothers, 
you'll notice he's kind of bald with a little ponytail while the koopa kids had just kind of the mini bowser mohawk going on right like the whole and they were retconned away from any content ever after mario party 7 ended even in the throwback mini games in top 100 they were just replaced with bowser jr oh jeez. i think it might be related to the first few mario parties being made by hudson soft hudson soft does not exist anymore yeah mario party was said to be the thing that got them bankrupt so have you heard of steamer the talking locomotive with like a mustache and big eyebrows he was an original character by hudson soft and he's never gonna be there again because like activision or someone absorbed hudson soft well no hudson soft sold bomberman to konami that's good that's a good character but i'm <sighs> steamer for smash <laughs> You you should follow the Super Mario Broth Twitter. I, I do. Well, I, I I followed them on Tumblr back when I was on Tumblr, but I, I still follow people who retweet Super Mario Broth. I should probably follow them more directly. I do. It's been a great source of entertainment the last few months. Yeah, they, they always describe things suspiciously ominously. <laughs> That's how I learned about Steamer. That was actually pretty recent. I I think they might have partners back, which is like the big thing people want. Oh yeah, partners—they add so much personality to the whole thing. I don't think they're a make-or-break kind of thing, though. As long as the writing in general is good. Yeah, but like, if you make a character lovable enough, you'll want to see how they react to all sorts of different environments and stimuli. True, and I guess there was an extra level of puzzle solving with the different abilities. Yeah, like you, there's a bunch of replayability. You can see how they, in Hooktail Castle, how all the characters have a different... All two of them at the time. But they programmed some others for the other party members. They've got different reactions to Miss Mouse. Oh, but they're not usable because you can't get them, but they program them anyway as like kind of a failsafe? Or... Sometimes it softlocks, but I think some of them do have small messages. I'm not sure. I really wonder what Vivian's got to say about everything. So the battle system for this one looks kind of... Again, it looks different from what the the last two games set up. It's this weird... It, it kind of reminds me of the rotation battles in Pokemon Black and White 1, where you have three Pokemon at once on a weird moving ring, and you rotate the leader, and they're the one that fights the other Pokemon, but they're all active at once or something. What?! Yeah, that was... That's dumb. Yeah, it wasn't... They, You'll notice they never brought it back. Man, I'm so glad I stopped buying into Pokemon. Anyway, yeah, it looks more uh, puzzle-based. Like, what? you gotta line them up. You saw that they got a combo for having three enemies in a row. Yeah, you get a bit of a time limit to line everything up, and you get more of... I don't know if it's more points or more coins or something, but you're encouraged to use as few moves as you can get away with before launching your attack which doesn't look to be consumable at this point i'm just kind of waiting for like review copies for my favorite youtubers to show me all about it (laughs) yeah i can't wait for them to leak the game two weeks on the eShop in advance again like they did for color splash uh but it looks like there is a lot of stuff going on there's this weird vegas in the desert level there's an air fleet of paper airplanes. There's a sailboat. There's We've... a giant monster made out of yarn. Yeah, there's Gooper Blooper again. You gotta 
babysit Kamek and Bowser Jr. for some reason. Looks like there's a lot of weird set pieces, so I'm kind of interested to see how they're all going to fit together and just what the scope of this game is going to be. Is it going to be a big open one like the first two games, well, first three games, I guess, or is it going to be more world map and level based like the later ones? It'll be really interesting to see. At one point, we did see Mario driving around in, like, a shoe car. I'm really hoping that that's not the only... Yeah, basically what you said. <laughs> I hope it's more uh, world-based and not level-based, like Super Paper Mario was. In that in that uh, desert Vegas town, there are a bunch of Sniffits in there. And I'm wondering if they're going to bring back Sniffit or Whiffit again, because in... Whiffit? What? See, in Sticker Star and Color Splash... They had a level where you play a game show for a bunch of Sniffits, and it's called Sniff It or Whiff It. <laughs> and for as much hate as Sticker Star gets, Sniff It or Whiff It is considered one of the highlights. Oh, really? Yeah. And they brought it back in Color Splash, and I actually didn't like it as much in that one. But I'm wondering if they're going to do it again here, because that, that seems like it might be a running gag. That and the random Birdo appearances. I feel like they could have done... Just a small side gripe about the trailer. The uh, character masks and like the giant Goombas and whatnot. It's eating it. Uh, I think they could have done a better job making it look like it was actually made of paper. I know it's supposed to be paper mache and whatnot, but like it just looks like a bad texture on a 3D object. I don't really look at paper mache enough to really tell... It's it's weird. Uh, Was not expecting a Metroid reference in Paper Mario. And you could see Donkey Kong just off screen too. Well, Donkey Kong is a, a little more, little more expected, but I guess that is technically the first Donkey Kong appearance in any Paper Mario. For real, it's kind of weird. Oh, uh, uh, he is. He's now looking up footage of the. Oh yeah, like I can see the wireframes on the oh wait no. on the paper mache Goomba. Okay, no, but wait, that's just because it's wrapped around it. Like well, the pennants and stuff are wrapped around it. Just the brown is the surface of it. Yeah, it looks kind of. It looks kind of papery, but not. <sighs> How often do you look at paper mache? Do you even do you even know what paper mache is? Yes, my clothing is paper mache. My skin is glass. Wait, I got that backwards. Are you, are you going through that SpongeBob episode? <laughs> glass bones and paper skin. Is that what it was? Yeah, and every morning you break one pair of your limbs, and every night you break the other ones. And I cry myself to sleep. No, you wait for the heart attacks to put you to sleep. Oh. <laughs> that dude was messed up. He was faking it, but... He was? Yeah, he. as soon oh, as right. they left, he just like, ha I can't believe they bought that. Oh, right. Because he wanted a bunch of free chocolate? He wanted them to sell chocolate for him so he could make the money. Man, it's been a minute. You know, they, they, they brought the old worm lady back in a different episode, apparently. I heard that the newer seasons really brought back a lot of the classic characters and plot structures from classic Spongebob. Yeah, it's too bad we don't watch it anymore. <laughs> so, uh... Paper Mario, uh, Luigi is shown off. Is he? Yeah, he's at the beginning. He drives Mario to town on his go-kart. He does? Yeah, I must have missed that. Yeah, they, well, it's, 
there, there's like a little bit of gameplay footage and one of the screenshots. It's actually carrying over a joke they had from Color Splash, where in the late game, out of nowhere, Luigi shows up in a go-kart and they they honestly imported the Mario Kart 8 music for that scene. It, it's literally just the title theme from that game playing in the background while Lu- Luigi makes his appearance. Luigi must get like this weird sense of dread anytime he goes with Mario to the castle. <laughs> he must. Or he's like, yes, I can finally have the place to myself. <laughs> But, uh, I don't know, any 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 other thoughts you have about Paper Mario, the Origami King? Cautiously optimistic. I'm going to buy it, but... Comes out only a few days before my birthday. I might buy it for you as well. Oh, okay, I'll have to not buy it then. Yeah, don't buy it. <laughs> buy it twice. I'll buy it twice. Okay, you all heard it here, so if I don't get it on my birthday, you're all witnesses to him being a liar. Just send me money on PayPal. Uh, my account is... <laughs> You were like the second guest in a row to try to pull that stuff. Really? <laughs> what a coincidence. Okay, so yeah, I'm 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 interested to see what they do with this game. I, I didn't hate Sticker Star. Like people hate that game. It's like Metroid Other M but for Mario for them. Metroid Other M sailed over my head. Sorry. Yeah, I I don't really know where I was expect I don't really know why I was expecting you to get that. That's like I mean, I know that that's not a a well-liked game. Yeah. But I thought I thought Sticker Star was actually rushed, I think. That would explain a lot of the problems I noticed in the game. I just hate it when they take their big IPs and put them on the handhelds. Well, they sell better. Luigi's Mansion 2 was ruined for me because it was on the 3DS. Portable gaming in Japan is, like, huge. And that's probably part of the reason why the Switch can be portable, too. So they don't have to keep making alternate versions of games. Well, have you seen those coffin apartments in Japan? Yeah, you don't have a lot of space. You're not going to have a big, huge TV. you got to have a little 3DS. From here to the door, and about this tall, is your entire living space. Yeah, because there's, like, hundreds of people living on an island. Billions. That's a bold claim. Don't take my word for that. But yeah, that's why I get that they had to move Paper Mario to the 3DS and a lot of other things like Miyamoto felt like it was too similar to Thousand Year Door, so they didn't want to they didn't want to make it the same game again. And you know, Miyamoto's been around the block. They figured he probably knew what he meant. He's a pretty smart dude. He Give just Shigzi a ring. He just didn't really know what a lot of people liked about Paper Mario's 1 and 2. Hey Siri, what's the population of Japan? The answer I found is 126,150,000. I'm glad I didn't stick to my guns when I said billions. Uh, we keep getting distracted. Sticker Star, I kind of I, I can kind of see why it came together the way that it did. And as someone who like really treasures the first three games, it doesn't offend me nearly as much as people who just like the first three games. And I find that weird. Really? Yeah. Then Color Splash comes along, and most of the people, like, they either think, okay, it's better, or nope, still bad. And now we've got Origami King. I'm looking forward to... Origami King. I'll just I'll just say that. That's the bottom line. They're they're getting 
a little further away from Sticker Star. I, I had a feeling it was just a one-time thing because it, it was a relatively new team, even though it was from the same studio. It was like a lot of the old team had kind of moved on by then, and they were already like knee-deep in Color Splash development by the time Sticker Star was pushed out the door. So I, I get the feeling that Color Splash was always going to be what it was. Yes. Sticker Star was kind of a rush job, I think. So I think there's not too much to worry about for Origami King unless you really, 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 really can't move on from the first two games formula. I'm not super excited, but, like, I'm still gonna buy it, you know? Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Thank you, by the way. No, I mean, just the more I say that I'm going to give Nintendo my money, maybe they'll, like, give you some free products, wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, this guy who has, like... Less than 30 followers on Twitter. Can you kind of... Hey, Doug Bowser, you know where to hit us. Yeah, I came up with an idea for an origami monster in Paper Mario one time, so... Uh, oh, did you? I'll oh, t- yeah. I'll take my royalties now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's all we're going to say about Paper Mario before we get distracted too much more. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Something off top. <laughs> I couldn't think of something. I could tell. All right, well, thank you for coming over. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, And thank you all for listening to us ramble and pretend that we're talking about Paper Mario. If you like the BitCast, then remember to follow it on Twitter and on uh, the BitCast on Podcast One's website and mobile app. And I'll see you on the next one. Listen to BitCast anytime on PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app.